wanted to talk a little bit about the future of um, Toronto's only mushroom dispensary. Yes, it's a thing. And uh, its future is hazy. I guess we'll put that in the column. It's hazy. So this is a Shroomies. It's a dispensary chain that first opened in Ottawa and then, of course, would become Toronto's first mushroom dispensary opening this September. And while the sale of the you know, the key active ingredient in magic mushrooms is still illegal under the Controlled Drug and Substance Act. Yet the store is operating in what it calls a medical protest out of its uh, Queen Street West location. And police, police which are on the side of the, are on charge of the criminal side of this issue. They've already tried to shut down this dispensary um, last month when it raided the location. But the city, which is, of course, responsible for the bylaw side of this fight, uh, says, well, we're not stepping in. We're not getting involved. So again, we've got this shroom place now operating illegally in this kind of hazy gray mare area where you've got some people saying, look, it's a matter of time, and other people saying, no, it's got to go. Let me bring in Paul Lewin. He's a lawyer who specializes in issues surrounding cannabis and psychedelics. He joins us now. Great to have you. Oh, happy to be here. What is at the root of this? I mean, many would look at this and say, well, if they're operating illegally, shut them down. So why wouldn't the city then step in? Well, I, I think the city might have a sense of the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is, in the last few years, psilocybin has become a, a widely used medical substance. Uh, there's a ton of peer-reviewed science that supports its use for depression mm. and anxiety, which are just an epidemic in Canada. Uh, it's great for addiction. It's great for a range of things. But the medical system is broken. It's very difficult to get access. Right. And, and so I, I see that side of it, but then you've got like, the, you know, I push back and say, okay, but we can't allow businesses to operate illegally based on, well, it might, the laws might change, right? So if they're not operating while, um, you know, in a, in a legal capacity, then what's stopping a number of others from doing the same? Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. Um, but I, I would say, I would say that um, we, the underlying problem should be dealt with. And that's the problem with access to this substance. And there are things the city could do, too, um, to try and improve things in Toronto. How? Like, like I understand. I mean, certainly, um, um, you know, our, our research into this has really changed over the last uh, few years. There, To your point, there are a number of really positive uh, research studies that have come out showing the positive effects this particular drug or this ingredient can do if you've got depression those kinds of mental health issues. And so I don't, I don't kind of just wash this out and say, no, it's illegal, get rid of it. I think that the, the gray area is how long can we allow the gray area of this to go on? Because as you know, <laughs> Paul, nothing in government happens quickly. And so, you know, I get that we legalize marijuana, but I don't get the sense that the current government is in a rush to do anything else unless, unless you've heard otherwise. I haven't heard otherwise. There have been, there's been lobbying going on with the government and efforts by groups to inform them on this uh, for a long time, and yeah. they're, not, they're not moving at all. Um, um, so, and I'm sorry, what was your question? Uh, well, well, I guess it is, how long can it, you know, how long can a business like this operate in the gray area, um, given it could take a couple of years, if not longer, to get, you know, shrooms or this particular um, part of the drug, uh, you know, the, the regulations lifted on it? Well, you know, first of all, by charging them, they potentially invite a constitutional challenge because that would be a defense to the prohibition. You could say the medical regime's broken, mm -hmm. so you can't prohibit the substance. So they might be hurrying along 
uh, a ruling by a judge that says that the rules have to be changed immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be in the government's interest. They, they also just might have a sense that, you know, this, there is another health crisis going on here. The, the prohibition of it is a little bit of a problem. And so until there's a fix coming from the federal government, we're not going to be overly aggressive about this. Right. Albeit, if the police raided it once, is it one of those things where they just want to be seen doing something? Or are, are the police actually, I mean, we know the city has taken a hands-off approach with this, but are the police going to continue cracking down? Or have they, in your mind, done what they needed to do? And now they'll just say, guys, we're not wasting a lot of resources on this. You know, I, I'd only be guessing, uh, but I would like to think we have much, far bigger problems in Toronto than oh, worrying we do. about this. <laughs> Very, very safe <laughs> substance. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you agree with that. Well, um, well, you can't get dead raccoons picked up, so that's just one of the many. And we, we do. I mean, to your point, we do have a lot of issues. I just think, you know, until it's um, legalized and or something changes, I think others would say, well, fine, then also I'll, I'll open a business, um, you know, selling whatever I want. And, and, and therefore, if they these guys can do it, what's stopping anyone else from doing it? Well, I mean, selling anything you want. I mean, I draw the line there. You can't... Um, there, there are certainly limits, but this substance in particular has a very high safety profile and it addresses a few problems that we have huge problems with. So, I mean, I would, if the city in the meantime, they're tired of waiting for the federal government to act, they could apply to the federal government to have psilocybin exempted so that there could be a little bit of harm reduction, which we, the city could play an active role in ensuring there's a safe supply of it and which can help address the ad- opioid addiction problems. Yeah, well, look, they haven't, they, they've got to recognize that there's a crisis uh, before they actually start to solve it, because um, they're so slow moving at every level of government on these issues, and therefore now we're dealing with more than just a crisis. Um, you know, I'm not sure what is really going to wake them up. Do you know, Paul, if other of these types of business, is it a matter of time before we see more and more of these dispensaries pop up like we saw with pot shops? Because eventually it's like whack-a-mole. You, you can go after all of them if you want. You're not going to stop them, and then it just becomes a tidal wave. You know, I don't think it'll become, it is widely used. It's not as widely used as cannabis. Um, So that was maybe a bit of a tidal wave. I don't think we'll see that here. I know in Vancouver, there's a couple, but they're not everywhere. Uh, A couple of stores selling psilocybin. They've been tolerated in Vancouver. Um, And I, I don't see why we couldn't tolerate them here until the federal government does something smart on this. Yeah, and what, how would you push this through? I mean, it, it is known that psilocybin is a medical uh, tool that can be used to treat mental health illness. Is it a matter of getting an exemption from the government, or is there another way to expedite kind of getting this into the, into the hands of those who need it, like into the pharmacies, let's say? Well, getting it into the pharmacies would require government regulation, but um, absolutely, they, the, government, the city could apply for an exemption under Section 56 of the CDSA, exempting the city and all its citizens from simple possession of psilocybin. And that would solve a whole bunch of problems very fast. And people could use it in a more responsible manner. Yeah. And, and you know what would happen, Paul? I mean, p- people might be happy in the city for change. I mean, <laughs> there you go. There honestly. You go. All right. Uh, well, we'll keep our eye on this. We thought it was a really interesting uh, headline and certainly uh, one we haven't seen in a while. So we'll see where this fight goes. But uh, I tend to think that it likely is, as you say, just a matter of time. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Paul Lewin, who is a, a lawyer who actually specializes in issues surrounding this kind of stuff. And uh, so we'll wait and see. I don't know if it'll happen quickly. Nothing happens quickly, thanks to government. But... I don't get the sense that this is going away.